thank you for listening to the Beyond Biddable Hours podcast series. Today, I'm speaking to Rania Tadros, who is the managing partner of INSA's Dubai office. And Rania has been in the legal industry for many years. She's built a successful and sustainable practice and is helping her colleagues to do the same. Hi, Rania. Thank you for joining me on this uh, podcast today. Thank you for your time. Thank I know you, you are yeah, no, it's a real pleasure. I know that you're extremely busy, so I really appreciate you making the time to share your knowledge with those who are listening. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, so let's get into the um, questions straight away. So I think through the questions, um, our uh, listeners can get to know you a bit better as well at the same time um, and how you uh, have built your practice. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, so the first question um, to you would be, um, what was your strategy for building your practice? Um, I think that's a question that has a number of aspects to it and I think you probably need a bit of context which is that I'm effectively a contentious commercial shipping lawyer working for a law firm that has a well-established reputation within those areas and so the platform really helped me in building my practice but in other ways it also meant that I had to identify why it was that people would continue to come to me um, and I discovered that I was acting for clients you know, as part of my growth through the firm and in order for them to become sort of my clients and for them to feel that they were able to come to me as a partner I felt that I really had to to listen to them I have to not assume that I know what they wanted either in terms of the actual work product but also in terms of the way in which the work product was to be delivered so I really made a point of trying and continue to make a point of trying to listen to my clients listening to see what it is they're doing in their business listening to see what they expect from their service providers what they want but also understanding their business because not everyone always knows what they want uh, not everyone always knows what they need for sure yeah. um, but lawyers aren't very good at listening and I think that's an important skill we need to develop um, we're so programmed into believing that people talk to us so that we can fix their problems and we can respond to them all the time but before we can do that or to do that properly I really think we need to listen we need to understand and listen. I guess the other aspect, which isn't as much linked to my clients as it is to myself, so that's the client part was looking out. And then I think you've got to look in and you've got to know what is it that makes you as an individual lawyer different? Why would a client come to me as opposed to my competitor? You know, is it that I have really specialists, particular legal knowledge? It might be. Is it that I am user-friendly? Is it that I'm available at any time of the day or night? You know, what is it that makes me stand out from the competition? And whilst I say that requires you to look in, you can only do that once you actually understand what it is your client wants. Because your client might be very willing to not have someone who's user-friendly if he wants really yeah. specialist advice, for example. So you need to work it work out by looking at your own ability um, and what you want as well. It's not just about giving people what they want all the time. You've got to work out, you know, in order to build a practice and a sustainable practice, you've got to work out what is it that you want to give to, to that relationship effectively. Um, the, the other, or I guess the final part of, sort of looking out, looking in is I was given some advice really early on by a partner when I was a senior associate and they were sort of help, trying to help me identify 
areas in which I can develop my my practice. And they said, you know, identify the low hanging fruit. Identify those clients who already who are already buyers of legal services. So you're not persuading them that they need a lawyer. You're just persuading them that they need you as their lawyer. Yeah. And that was for me because I was looking into quite sort of immature legal markets at the time for areas of development. It made me change my focus completely. And I am certain that that was the right thing to do. You know, I was focusing on people. I was like, well, actually, this guy's a really easy target. Doesn't have any lawyers. Doesn't work with lawyers. There's no competition. But that also means he's not a buyer of legal services. And I have to do double the work. I have to convince them to buy it. And then, quite frankly, once they've worked out they need to buy it, then they are also thinking to themselves, well, where's the best place to get it from? So identify where the need is and you go after that. Exactly. Yeah, that makes total sense, I would say. Um, and and you've you've come where you are now based on that strategy. So I think that's a really um, that's a very solid strategy as well. So would you say um, would you say everyone needs a strategy to build their business because you have a clear strategy in place? Um, actually, I did think about that when I was thinking about preparing for this call, which is sometimes we make strategy sound much more complicated than it really is. And I don't think you need to sit down and say, this is my strategy. I think you need to have a plan in your head as to what it is you want to go, where it is you want to go and how you're going to get there. So you cannot, as an associate, say, well, right, I'm going to be a partner. I think you need to say, I'm going to be a partner that offers this sort of service to these sorts of clients. In my head, and I know not everyone's going to agree with me on this, in my head, that is a strategy. You've identified who you're going to go for and what it is you're going to offer to them. So it doesn't have to be a long, complicated document that identifies every step of the way to get you there. Your strategy is simply, I'm going to offer legal services to companies that operate in this sector. I'm going to do it to you know, the contractors or the operators. You're going to identify who you want to focus on, or you're yeah. going to say, I'm going to do it to both. I mean, you don't have to do one or the other, but you're just going to think about it. So yes, I do think you need a strategy to develop your practice. I am a huge advocate that it does not need to be a complicated strategy or a detailed strategy. And I think you've got to be flexible. When, when I moved out to Dubai, I clearly developed a business plan as a partner moving into this region. Um, Nothing on that business plan has materialized. When I look back at it, I just smile. Now I know that I've been here, that it's not going to materialize. And the reason, I mean, I don't know why it didn't materialize, but I got distracted by other things that were just much easier to do and were bearing fruit much quicker. And I didn't know I could do until I was physically here. So flexibility is also important. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. And also things change throughout your career, right? And your, mm. even your goals or ambitions may change because of, you know, life circumstances or uh, whatever happens yeah. on your path uh, to wherever you want to go. So I think, yeah, flexibility is definitely um, key. So uh, looking back, um, when did you really start building sort of like your, or thinking about your strategy or your plan? Um, because you may have had in your head, you know, I want to be a partner um, in some years from now, focused on this type of work, on these types of clients. So when did you really start doing that in your career? At what point? I would say I did it very, very late in my career. I actually didn't start developing that sort of thinking 
until I was probably a senior, senior associate. And I started to think about what is it that I need to be a partner? Oh yeah, I need a business plan. Oh yeah, I need business. Let me work out how I'm going to get that business. So that's when I had a strategy to build a practice. But if you were to ask me, when did I start building a practice? I would say that that started when I joined because the only thing I knew I needed to do was was do my work well because the, cli- the clients when you're a trainee are your partners because they're the ones who supply you work so I was working hard from day one in terms of winning their trust and proving to them that I was worthy of their trust and their instruction and then once you got that you can you can actually apply the same strategy if you're lucky enough to have you know clients who continue coming to you um, at such a junior level you can continue applying that strategy all the way through i was moving countries i needed to find um, you know new clients who hadn't necessarily worked with me so i needed something a little bit more um, manufactured right it didn't just rely on my good work basically But I would say that as a lawyer, from day one, you should have a strategy of building a practice, whether that's a practice of ex- winning external work or a practice of winning internal work. Because I don't believe you can be successful getting work from a client unless you can get work from your colleagues. Yeah, that makes sense. And even, I mean, in, at the start of your career, that's true, but also later on, right, you will still get work referred from your uh, colleagues yes. if you do very well. So your colleagues might be like an, a good source of referral um, as well. So might you might want to see them as your clients potentially uh, too, still later yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah makes... that's very true. It's particularly when you're working from a big international office where you're going to have sort of clients colleagues based in other offices you need to ensure that you have their trust and they were happy to utilize your services when they have something in your jurisdiction yeah very true yeah absolutely so how many years did it take you i mean we touched on this a little bit but in in all in all if you if if you look at um you know from the from the time you started your job and where you are now um Did it take you all that time or would you say, well, actually, you know, the last sort of like uh, 10 years have been more significant for me than, than, than the first part? Yeah, I can honestly say that for the first eight years of work, so until, from the moment I joined in until I left to have my, my son, um, I really was not very focused on strategically building a practice. I was very focused on building my reputation as a good lawyer and becoming a good lawyer because law school is wonderful, but working is a totally different ball game. So you need to be committed to continue to learn. And you, actually you need that commitment no matter how senior you get. But I would say that for the first eight years of my career, there was very, very little attention paid to these issues. Um, a contrary, I know, I, I know there was a, a lawyer who joined at the same time as I did, and he was very strategic from day one. He was very strategic in the sort of cases he took. He was very strategic in the partners he worked for in order to build up a really niche reputation, get exposed to clients very early on. In order, that's what his strategy, and he knew it. And I didn't have that. I was much more focused on just generally doing the day job, doing good work. Yeah, yeah and building your reputation uh, in that way. 
job, basically. So I would say it was, yeah, it was probably after I came back from maternity leave, after I had my second child, that I really, really focused on this issue, which was back in 2010, so 11, 11 years ago. And obviously moving to Dubai in 2013 means it's been at the forefront of my practice for the past eight years. Yeah, good. So what is your uh, secret to success, you would say? Um, I, sometimes I don't feel very successful. I don't know how people define success. Don't be, sh don't be shy. I, I do don't be shy. I would I'm say honest. you are very successful. No, no, I'm going to try not to be shy. <laughs> I, I do think I'm successful in the sense that I really do enjoy what I do. And I think that is what, what is the true measure of success. Obviously, financial stability is important. But, you know, the people who are most successful are the people who wake up wanting to do what they do every morning. Um, as a manager, I can't say I, I do that every single morning, but I do it enough mornings. Um, and so they're, they're both interlinked, right? It's being happy with what you're doing and being proud of what you're doing and believing yeah. in the product you're selling. All those things, I think, help make my job much more enjoyable. And I, I fundamentally do enjoy law. I enjoy the, the research, I enjoy the challenge. Not every yeah. day, but most days. That's very inspiring. And I think that's right. You always hear, you know, if you do something that you really love doing and it's easier, it doesn't really feel like work. Um, so that's that's really a good um, yeah. motive, I suppose. So can I ask you for one final tip that you would um, want to share with those who, who are uh, about to build their practice? I think that the, the tip I would give having talked to you for, what, 10 minutes about what I think you should do is to make the process your own. So listen to a lot of people in the same way as I started off this session saying listen to your clients. Listen to people who you feel have had a successful journey or who you think you know you can learn something from. Take it all in, but then really make the process your own. Work out what it is you want to achieve, what you think you need to achieve it, and then go do it. And then be flexible because you're unlikely to be right the first time. So you <laughs> need to be able to adjust your way along the way but really do it the way you believe you should do it nobody knows anyone's individual practice but also anyone's individual sort of attraction to clients more than that person themselves yeah that's a that's a great piece of advice um even though we are talking now to share your experiences um <laughs> and yet you're actually saying yeah. look you need to you need to listen to a few more people which um which again shows you um what type of leader you are which i think is excellent so thank you so much for sharing that information i think that's really insightful um and i hope that it will be helpful um, to many others who are actually um, just at the start of their careers potentially or you know going for partnership um wherever you are whatever you do um, I hope this was useful so yeah. thank you so much Rania for your um, for your input um, this was fantastic um, and yeah I'm sure you've thank got you. plenty of more to share so hopefully we'll hear from you uh, soon again um, but thanks for this that was uh, that was great so. thank you thank you thanks Barbara